the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Build Back Better stalls, but Democrat proponents not giving up. I mean, I've said it's transformative and all that, but the best two words to use are it lowers costs. While President Biden argues that spending trillions will actually ease inflation. The bottom line is we're helping working class and middle class people spend less money on the things they badly need. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, December 17th. I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden's massive social and climate spending package will not pass, at least not this year, as Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew explains. Democrat senators now concede there's no chance the Build Back Better bill, with its $1.75 trillion price tag, will be passed in 2021. Senate leaders have already agreed to devote remaining floor time to consideration of a host of Biden nominees. Senator Lindsey Graham, the top Republican on the Senate Budget Committee, has declared the bill, quote, dead forever. It's also opposed by Democrat Joe Manchin over its extension of the expanded child tax credit. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Build Back Better is not only too expensive, it is simply not needed. CBO pointed out the true cost of the bill. It's not $1.7 trillion, it's $4.9 trillion. Uh, The last thing the country needs is that additional debt, particularly given the aftermath of the rescue, so-called rescue package back in March. McConnell recognizes Democrat Senator Joe Manchin for standing firm against tremendous pressure as the West Virginia Democrat continues to oppose all of that spending. We do enjoy a cordial relationship and we do appreciate the fact that he seems to be one of the few remaining centrists left in the Democratic Party. I don't know if any of you were here during the Obama years. We had way more moderate Democrats when Barack Obama was president than we do today. They seem to have all gone hard left. Joe has resisted that, and I admire him for it. Daybreak's Bob Agnew says a leading Republican predicts the Senate majority will go red in next year's midterm elections. Florida Senator Rick Scott, who serves as chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, says he's upbeat about the 2022 midterms. Oh, very optimistic. Scott cites several reasons for that optimism. One, we have we have great candidates running, and we're getting, and there was more people getting to the race. Number two, Joe Biden's uh, support is crumbling. Uh, Number three, his agenda has crumbled. Scott telling the Salem Radio Network Democrats have a weak field of candidates in several key states. A former GOP senator from Missouri warning his fellow Republicans against nominating former Governor Eric Greitens for an open Senate seat next year. Former Senator Jim Talent says when it comes to politics... At the end of the day, there's a mission to be done. And then has to be put ahead of everything else. Talent says that's why Republicans should select another nominee, even if they feel former Governor Greitens was unjustly forced to resign amid scandal in 2018. Campaign would be about, you know, what went on in his basement and his nonprofit, uh, instead of about inflation and crime and the border, which is what we wanted to be about. Talent was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. And over on the other side of the Capitol, California Republican Congressman Mike Garcia 
has become a favorite target of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Garcia says Pelosi and the Democrats fought tooth and nail to keep him from winning in 2020. She spent between 20 and $25 million coming after the... California's 25th congressional district I was running in. Having failed in her attempt, Garcia says Pelosi's new strategy is redistricting in hopes of giving Democrats a better chance in 2022. It's getting a little tougher. My district's getting uh, even even a little more blue. Congressman Mike Garcia was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. Vice President Harris says the Biden administration will use $15 billion from the infrastructure bill passed earlier this year to replace lead pipes still carrying drinking water to millions of Americans. The action is to direct and coordinate the efforts of local, state, and federal partners to a single goal, to significantly accelerate the removal of lead pipes and paint over the next 10 years, particularly in communities that have historically been left out and left behind. Harris says it's long overdue. The bottom line is that there is no reason in the 21st century for why people are still exposed to this substance that was poisoning people back in the 18th century. Senators have given final congressional approval to a bill that bars imports from China's Xinjiang region unless businesses can prove the products were made without the use of forced labor. Senator Marco Rubio. It's already illegal, by the way, to to bring goods made with slave labor. It's been that way since the 1930s, and yet it's still happening. And we know it's happening at an alarming, horrific rate with the genocide that we now witness uh, being carried out by the Chinese government in the Xinjiang region. Some specifics of the bill? It basically says that you can't import products into the United States that are made by slave labor in Xinjiang, or from entities that are associated with the government of that region. Um, And if you're a company who is manufacturing in that area, you're going to need to prove that slaves didn't make it. Rubio says many companies have already taken steps to ensure their supply chains do not include products made by forced labor. For those who have not done that, they'll no longer be able to continue to make Americans, every one of us, frankly, unwitting, uh, unwitting accomplices, in the atrocities and the genocide that's being committed by the Chinese Communist Party. Assembly lines across the U.S. really humming last month. The Federal Reserve reports industrial production increased five-tenths of a percent in November, with output at the nation's factories reaching its highest level since January 2019. Manufacturing output rose seven-tenths of a percent, led by an ongoing rebound in the auto sector. However, production at auto plants remains more than 5% below this time last year, as car makers continue to deal with supply chain issues, particularly a shortage of computer chips. In other sectors, aerospace showed strong numbers in November, while in non-durable manufacturing, gains were seen in textiles, paper, and plastics. Utility production was down. Ben Thomas, Washington. Looks like a throwback to an earlier time is here to stay, thriving in this digital age. Daybreak Insider's Keith Peters explains. The U.S. Postal Service says more than 300 million catalogs flooded into people's mailboxes last month and that overall the number of catalogs has grown 12% over last year. The boost continues a positive trend for catalogers who are defying those who predicted their demise in a digital world. 
Nonetheless, catalogs remain expensive to print and mail. And it's not just catalogs in the mailbox. The Food and Drug Administration is loosening some restrictions on where women can obtain abortion pills, including the requirement that the medication must be picked up in person. Officials say a scientific review supports broadening access and allowing more pharmacies, including mail-order services, to distribute medical abortion pills. Prescribing will still be limited to doctors who have special certification and dispensing pharmacies will have to be registered with the FDA. Earlier this year, the FDA stopped enforcing the in-person dispensing requirement because of the coronavirus pandemic. Mike Gracia, Washington. Fox News reporting that 103 Marines have been discharged. The Air Force reportedly separated 27. And the Navy has also begun discharging sailors who refused to roll up their sleeves for the COVID vaccine. As for the Army... The Army says 98% of its active duty force received at least one dose of the mandatory coronavirus vaccine by this week's deadline. That's the second highest rate among the four military services. However, more than 3,800 soldiers refused to get vaccinated. The Pentagon announced earlier this year that the COVID-19 vaccine was mandatory for all service members. The Army has said it will begin involuntary separation proceedings for soldiers who refuse the vaccine. Mike Hemp in Washington. U.S. health advisors now suggest that people steer clear of the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine, opting instead for the Pfizer or Moderna shots. The recommendation comes after advisors to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reviewed new safety data about rare but potentially life-threatening blood clots linked to J&J's COVID-19 vaccine. The clotting problem has caused nine confirmed deaths, while the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines don't come with that risk. Further, the advisors say the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine also appear to be more effective. Of the 200 million fully vaccinated Americans, only a small fraction, about 16 million, received the J&J shot. I'm Ben Thomas. Meanwhile, the courts keep chipping away at Biden vaccine requirements. A pair of court rulings this week have gone against the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandates. In Alexandria, Louisiana, U.S. District Judge D. Drell issued a preliminary injunction blocking enforcement of the vaccine mandates in federal contracts or grant agreements between Louisiana, Indiana, Mississippi, and the federal government. In a ruling dated Wednesday, a Texas-based federal judge issued a preliminary injunction blocking the mandate mandate for health care workers in Texas. With that ruling, the mandate for health workers is now blocked in 25 states due to two other rulings that separately covered 14 states and 10 states. It's strike three against Democrats fighting to make sure that millions of illegal immigrants can stay here. The Senate parliamentarian has dealt a blow to an effort by congressional Democrats to allow millions of immigrants to temporarily remain in the United States on a legal basis. People informed of the decision tell the AP Elizabeth McDonough, the Senate's nonpartisan arbiter of rules, says the Democrats' proposal should be dropped from the 10-year, $2 trillion package championed by President Joe Biden. It's the third time since September that McDonough has said the proposal would violate Senate rules. The proposal would allow an estimate 6.5 million immigrants who have been in the United States since at least 2010 without legal authorization to apply for up to two five-year work permits. Mike Gracia, Washington. And finally this morning, a federal grand jury has indicted a Houston-based company and two of its subsidiaries for a crude oil spill in October off the Southern California coast. Amplify Energy and its subsidiaries have been charged with illegally discharging oil, a misdemeanor. Investigators believe the pipeline 
airline was weakened when a cargo ship's anchor snagged it in high winds in January, months before it ruptured, spilling about 25,000 gallons of crude oil in the ocean. Prosecutors say the companies didn't properly act when alarms repeatedly alerted workers to a pipeline rupture. Amplify says workers on and offshore responded to what they believed were false alarms because the system wasn't functioning properly. I'm Mike Hempen. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Rich Thomason. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 